0: love talk radio can I get down so I can I like the
1: way you work the spotlight
2: is on our athletes on never had it so good sports radio join us for the athlete spotlight with David Riley and Princess Cooper we love promoting the student athlete performing in the classroom and on the field in court we get the latest from those competing succeeding and moving up the recruiting ladder No Scrubs, on Never Had It So Good Sports
3: Radio. All right, welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. It is time for the athlete spotlight, and the featured athlete tonight is Kristen Van or Vaughn. I'll make sure I get that last pronunciation right. But until then, let me welcome in my co-host, Duck Riley, We've had a long week already. Happy belated 4th of July. I hope everybody had a safe one on Tuesday, and we're back at work now. Duck Riley, how are you, sir?
2: Doing very well, Princess. Uh, yeah, I, look, I should have took that drive up there because I know uh, Rev was <laughs> barbecuing. <laughs>
3: Actually, Rev worked. He did. We did not what? do the cookout. That's right. Isn't, isn't that amazing? We did not cook out. <laughs> And so he worked trying to finish up a project at an office building and then um, head into another project next week. So we're going to save it for Labor Day. Then, Duck, we're going to have to do something because (laughs) Ray loves to get on that grill, (laughs) for sure, for sure. All right, let's welcome in our guest here, um, young man, Christian. Let me open up his mic. Christian, how are you, sir?
4: I'm good. How are you?
3: Doing good. Thank you for being on. Yeah, no problem. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, Christian, you'll get me at the end, but right now, Duck Riley, you all have a great conversation. Duck?
2: Okay. All right, uh, Christian, welcome. Mom and Dad, are they close by?
4: Yeah, they're sitting right here. We're we're, we're right here, Coach.
2: Hi. Hi. Right. <laughs> right.
3: Awesome.
2: I just want to make sure I was able to say hello to them. Uh, Christian, it seems like I know you. Everybody has a lot of great things to say about you especially uh, Coach DeVoe, so I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. you've worked with him before. So, yes, he has a lot of good things to say. What I want to do, uh, Christian, I want to kind of take you back a little bit because I always like to ask the student-athletes about what were they doing during the pandemic and what was it like?
4: Yeah, um, so we were fortunate enough to still play during the fall in the pandemic. Uh, my school i know like a lot of public schools um at charlotte christian um so we still had a whole season um that year was my freshman season so i played jv but then our jv season got canceled because the teams didn't want to play us anymore um so then i played on varsity i had a few carries here and there but then i majored in uh, special teams so
2: okay so that's interesting uh uh, did Were you guys tested every week, or you just kind of went went through with
4: it? Um, we had, like, special, like, filters put in the school. Um, we had to fill up questionnaires, like, every time before we got to school, if he felt good, if he had a fever. If any kid had, like, any type of symptoms, then he had to be taken out, and then six foot of, like, the radius, everyone was taken home. Um, and we had to wear masks. At school, but we didn't have to like during like the football games.
2: Okay, so you guys were in school. You, you didn't do anything remote. Um,
4: no. The only time we went remote was after Thanksgiving break because kids were still traveling. Um, so that's the only time that we went remote for like a few weeks. But other than that, we were in school wearing masks.
2: Okay, I right, want to move over to mom and dad. Um, first, want to start with mom. The household, pandemic, what's going on? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so like Christian said, he was fortunate enough to um, be on campus daily, which is really good for um, for him socially, of course, and, you know, his style of learning. Um, our daughter Peyton, she goes to a, a public school, and she killed, killed it being um, – self-motivating and doing her Zoom classes and, you know, she maintains her ability to have great grades. I was able to work remotely. I work in a medical spa. So we were working on a skeleton crew. Um, after phase one, we were able to reopen. This was very few people in-house. Um, so I was able to kind of man, man the front desk, as it were, from our kitchen. Um, so I was able to spend some time with Peyton and get her out to her barn for her horses. And we were still able to um, participate remotely for Christian's first um, season in high school. We weren't able to attend the games. Um, only one parent could, which, of course, was, was Dad. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we sent uh, those YouTube links and sent them to family and um, camped out in our living room and got to support him from, from home.
2: Okay. Uh, dad, uh, you also uh, work working parent. Uh, how did it affect you? Well,
0: you know the, the crazy part is like you know your as your son starts to play these sports in the high school, you want them to see them thrive, right? So, and then I'm you know you can't go to the away game, so he's literally <laughs> at an away game and I can't be there. And he's a freshman and he's on varsity, and so you know there's like okay, he healthy, he's gonna be good. Like these kids are bigger than him, but I know he's a good athlete. You know, so there's a lot of that stuff that goes on, and we're sitting there watching on TV. So, you know, it, it was difficult, but at the end of the day, you know, I thought we were very blessed as far as we were still able to have the season. You know, at that point in time, so, you know, that that that's the main concern that that we had. He had fun, we had the season, and everybody was safe.
2: Okay, uh, uh, Christian. Do you yeah. play more than Do you play more than one sport and and what What are
4: they? Um, so when I was a freshman, I played football, baseball, and basketball. And then going to my sophomore year, I stopped playing basketball. And then I was just playing football and baseball. Um, and then I this year I I switched from baseball and I ran track to help me with the speed for football. So I, now I do football and track. So.
2: Okay, uh, but football is your main sport.
4: Yeah, I run track now to help me in football. So we kind of we try to have my, all my options open in the beginning, and then start to specialize in football now towards the end.
2: Okay, uh, m- mom and dad, when did you realize that hmm, Christian might have <laughs> uh,
0: you know maybe uh, my wife can say it better, but we uh, maybe. You know, I thought my daughter had it before Christian did because they were, when they're, they're 27 months apart and my daughter's <laughs> younger and they were, they would just run around the backyard. We were in Atlanta at the time. And, you know, when 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 he was in Atlanta, they had seven coaches. They're all mic'd up. They're seven, eight years old. And he made a couple of runs like, hmm. You can't really teach that, you know? So, and I'm not that dad that's like, oh, my son's like the best and, you know, whatever. But, you know, there's some plays that he made probably when he was eight, nine years old. And then we had in middle school, he just actually started dominating from a uh, middle linebacker, uh, running back position. And not just from a a sports standpoint, he was dominating a classroom and, so when he was getting uh, these grade A's in the classroom at, you know, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, and then doing the other sports too, that's, to me, that's more add the it factor. So I'll let my wife talk about that a little bit, but that's that's my stance.
1: I just remember him. I mean, he was born, I, I'm just not even kidding you, born loving football. And nobody nobody told Christian my husband's fantastic, you know, past with the sport. He just really loved football and just wanted to play. And he was always a really physical kid, a physical learner. Um, so if I signed him up for flag football when he was five. And it was, you know, in air quotes, practices, which is a lot like, you know, herding cats at that age um, in this church. Um, feel that they, you know, donated their time for the boys. And I'm telling you, every time we would drive to this church for the games or the practices, he would ask me so excitedly, mommy, mommy, is this the day? Is this the day that we're tackling? I'm like, <laughs> buddy, it's, it's like so far well we're not, whether there's not tackling. And finally one time I was like, sweetheart, you know that you won't be the only one tackling, right? I mean, when it's time to tackle when you're six and you're playing it, you know, Tackle football for another organization. People will be tackling you, and he's like, "I know, I love it, and I can't wait." And it was so (laughs) funny because Eric, of all people, was very hesitant to um, allow me to register Christian for uh, tackle football at the age of six because he just wanted to protect him. He know he wanted him to play, start playing at an older age, and I don't know very much, of course, not nearly as much as Eric and Christian, of course, about football, but it just didn't make sense to me. It just seemed like more common sense that he is going to learn on the same curve as all of the other participants. So he's not learning these plays after, you know, kids are now 12 or 14 years old and he's getting his head knocked off. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for the rest of my life on that win. <laughs> we're,
2: we're going to fight. All right. Yeah. I'm coming back to you, Christian, because I want to know how you manage your academics and your athletics because all the sports that you brought up and you talked a little bit about takes up a lot of time. Yeah.
4: Um, So in the beginning, I didn't know there was an option for study hall, which in the beginning I kind of like fell behind like my freshman year just because like you said that takes up a lot of your time so then i went to my counselors i was like is there anything i can do to have extra time in school to get my work done they're like oh yeah there's a study hall i'm like oh i didn't know that so ever ever since then i've been taking two study halls one in the first semester one in the second and that's like just brings up like a lot of time like it's an hour and a half every day for just getting extra work done because i do have practice until like seven or like 6 30 at night every day so that's that's huge for, for me
2: Okay. Knowing that your dad was an a excellent football and baseball player, mm-hmm. did that create any pressure for you?
4: Um, it did not, actually, because I was the one that wanted to play all these sports. He never asked me. Like He would be watching a football game, and I would start to be more interested and be like, oh, I want to pick a team. So he never really, like, pushed it on me. And then once I started to play, he was like, do you want to be good or do you want to be, like, you know, average? And I was like, oh, I want to be great. <laughs> so then he would work, like, perfect at the sport. But it was never, like, a forced thing. It was always, like, a my choice type of thing. So there wasn't any pressure, um, but it was definitely just, like, how to work hard and be the
2: best I can. Okay, then this brings me back to Dad. When did you let him know that you were – that athlete? That's a great question. So so we lived here,
0: we we lived in Charlotte, and uh, I had a couple friends around me that played. And, like, does your son not know you play? I'm like, I mean, you know, he's fine. He's outside playing, and he, it, it'll come around, right? So I was probably five, six years old. We moved to Atlanta. And then he saw a play against um, Oklahoma and it was like prudential play of the week and I ran a ninety nine yard run back and everybody was calling me, everybody was calling him and he's like, Daddy, I I actually think you you might be good and I said, Buddy, (laughs) I I, I've been telling you that I got a scholarship, I talked to Lou Holtz, Bobby Bowden and I had scholarships from everybody in the world. I was number one running back in the Midwest, like the whole deal. So you know when he started to see those things, that's when he realized that my dad actually was pretty decent. He just wasn't saying it. He actually was good. So that you know, that, you know but it was never like do this, do that. Here's what I was. Here's my. You know, it was. It just came about. Okay.
2: Uh, now, was, uh, Christian. Yes. Yeah. What are you looking for in a college, especially on some of the camps and some of the visits that you have already attended?
4: Um, um, probably the closer to home factor, because um, I don't want to be like, you know, across the country or like super long trip. Um, how like just how the team feels like if I'm on a visit or a camp, just how like the players act around each other or the coaches act around each other. It's not like a, not like a strict, military thing but they're still like having fun but they still know like how to get the work done um and then if i'm like on the campus or like at like a football game it's how the student's life is because i'm going to be there for four years and i don't want it to be like i'm hitting life every single day so there's some of like the simple stuff that i look for
2: okay i want to come to mom with the same question when you when you guys are visiting this campus what are you looking for as far as a parent
1: I I really love um, when the coaches are – they do dial into moms for a reason. <laughs> they mm-hmm. know that moms are shopping for some coaches who are going to take care, of you know, of our babies. I don't care how big, much bigger he is than me or whatever. He's still my baby, and I want to make sure that he's going to be, you know, looked after um, and taken care of, that his best interest is put first and not just the teams and, you know, scoring capacity and things like that. Um, I definitely am looking for like that big family atmosphere some teams are teams um, when they're playing but after that not so much so I guess for me I'm looking for a surrogate home for him when I can't be there um, you know to to help with all of the things a place that's going to promote his you know well-being in general I always and I always ask about what their food plan is because I've I've been taking care of Christian's nutrition since he was you know in utero, and so him getting the nutrition that he needs as frequently as he can get his hands on it is a major factor for this mom, for sure.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh Christian, do you have a ritual before the game?
4: Um, I don't. Uh, I know a lot. Of, I mean, I don't think I do. I do, like, the same thing. Like, I just get ready right in the same order It's probably the ritual. Um I get... I get, like, you know, like the turf tape because our field is turf and the turf burns are not fun. Um, so I get, like, the, you know, the turf tape and then I get my wrist tapes. But I don't really have, like, a specific ritual other than just getting ready in the same order.
2: Okay. Do uh, you, you listen to music?
4: Uh... Um, I listen to some music. Um, a lot of the time our uh, locker room has speakers in it and we're playing, like, a playlist that we all, like, think is, like, appropriate before the game. Some people have, like, their own AirPods in that they like to get in the zone with. But I usually just listen to the music that our, like, whole locker room plays before the game.
2: Okay, so if I came in your locker room, I- I'll probably hear what? Um, definitely before
4: the game, it would definitely be like some rap type stuff because you're not trying to be like lullaby to sleep, you know, like the, the Jay-Z and they play like the little baby songs, like NBA, young boy, all that type of stuff to get the, get the blood flowing a little
2: bit. Okay. So no, no, no temptations, for tops and stuff, right? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, what are your goals as a team, and what is your individual goal coming into the season?
4: Um, definitely the goal for the team is to win a championship. As We were one game short last year when we lost in the state championship against Providence Day. Um, so the team goal is definitely to beat PD and win the championship. Uh, my personal goals are to make a biggest impact I can for the team on offense and defense so i'm playing cornerback on defense but last year i played like five different positions i played safety outside linebacker middle linebacker cornerback and like a nickel sam so anywhere i can help um i'll help for sure um i definitely want to get you know like a couple of 200 yard rushing games for um on offense cuz that's cause i know i can do that i just need the um, like the carries so that's my goal is to be an impact on defense and to get um, a 200-yard rushing game on offense.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm going to come back to you, but I want to ask David, For some of the parents that are listening out here, what type of advice would you give them about this recruiting process?
0: You know, it, 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 so there's, there's two different stands. Like, so I went through it. I went through it at a different stage And so I was kind of on a different level Okay, so I'm, I'm going to I'll shell that for a little bit Because I was more of a four or five star And w- w- what I would say is Like it's it's a little bit frustrating From a, a parent standpoint sometimes Because you're like Some coaches reach out And you, you think like Okay, that's good Or It's patience is what I would say Right and And the thing is like enjoy every single day, work the process, don't worry about the results. And I'm a big deal with that in the business world. And um, this is what we talk about all the time. But what I will tell any parent is, like, you know, we had a guy that played with us last year, and he was getting really, really small offers. But they were offers, right? So we're blessed to have an offer no matter what. Um, But now he's at a extremely high end, SEC school and it's patience and that's what I would tell anybody listen you know make sure that the, the end result is like you don't want your kid to be an ex just make sure that they have fun and then whatever happens
2: is going to happen okay how about you mom for some of the uh moms out there what what advice would you give them
1: how? Um, I don't really, I'm still learning. I mean, every day I'm learning something new. Um, We did recently attend um, a visit slash camp, and it was the first time that um, a member of the coaching staff literally pulled all the parents aside and had a little heart-to-heart meeting with all of us together, and he did some amazing explaining, and I kind of wish that I would have heard that, I think, probably last summer, but a couple of things that stood out to me from what his advice was to all of us was to not let our, not let our players, um, you know, feel anxious regarding. turnout so if they didn't test their highest in a particular camp or in a particular tryout that it's okay that these coaches know the jam and that they're smart enough obviously to reach out to any of the other camps at different schools and kind of get their average for the 40 for example or um, their vertical all these other things Um, he's like you know one bad show does not equate to we don't you know think that that's your players end-all, be-all, you know, here at our camps, for sure. We're checking them out. And he also made sure to let us know that the stars, the four stars, the five stars, really pay zero. No one is really paying a lot of attention to that in terms of the coaching staff that he has and a lot of his, um, I guess, counterparts in a similar size university simply because the people that are often rating the players, haven't played themselves, for, for example. Or, and he's like, not really a lot of people who are recruiting are paying a lot of attention to those things. So just to keep our players motivated um, and ask as many questions with coaches who have their phone numbers, who are talking to them on a regular basis. Because if a school is general, genuinely, excuse me, interested in a player, you know, all they would love to do is to speak to not just the player, but their parents. And so to ask whatever questions that, you know, we have to them.
2: Okay, uh, Christian, uh, before I bring princes in, you want to kind of sum this up for us? Uh, other young men that are listening, what, what would you tell them about this process?
4: Um, definitely the patience thing and don't compare yourself to other people because the worst thing that you can do is be like, oh, how does this guy get an offer? I'm, like, way better than him. And then, like, I, I know a couple people that did that and now they're just, like, you know, pouting the whole time, like, oh, I'm better than this kid. And that actually makes them play worse because they're trying to force things like, oh, I'm going to show everyone how good I am. You just got to uh, just keep playing your game. Everyone's on, like, a different path. Um, like, the, like my dad said earlier, I had a teammate who has a bunch of smaller offers, and he was kind of frustrated. And then our head coach told him, hey, just be patient. Everything will come. And now he's at a big SEC school. It's a full-ride scholarship there. So just don't compare yourself to other people. And, I mean, it's just going to come in the end, so.
2: Okay, Princess.
3: Christian, I want to know, at a game, who's louder, mom or dad?
4: Oh, uh, definitely my dad. Cause he, <laughs> he has this interesting whistle that everyone in the mile can hear, so I can hear that for sure.
2: <laughs>
4: my mom makes a lot of noise but I can't hear her on the field.
3: Awesome, awesome Tell me about a game day, Kristen And I'm going to let dad defend himself here in a moment (laughs) But tell me about a game day Um, Do you get a special text from mom or dad Or is there something that mom fixes you on that day Tell me about a game day
4: Um, So the special fixing. My mom, like, the night before, um, almost give me, like, pasta and stuff just to make sure, like, the energy-wise I'm there because she's, like, very – like, she's been doing, like, my nutrition since I was, you know, six and all, like, the healthy stuff. Probably, like, the the morning of there might be a text or sometimes it's, like, an hour before the game. Like, they just got there and they're like, oh, we're going to be here. Do good. I'm proud of you. Or have fun is, like, the big thing that a lot of um, my mom and dad say. Um, But other than that, just that.
3: Okay, okay. Dad, I want to come to you and, and ask you about, about game day um, and, and that whistle. So which one do you want to talk about first?
0: <laughs> uh, crazy. They both. So the whistle came from very young age, and I was like And then everybody in my family, like, would stop. Like, you know, um, if somebody gets scared, they like kind of pause. So I did that for a long time. Um, and then, but mm-hmm. the game day to me is I'm more, I'm more nervous than I when I was playing. So I would call him or text him like, "Hey man, at the end of the day, do your deal." But I always end it with, "Make sure Thanks. you have," fun. like I don't care about anything else, but make sure you have fun because this is mm-hmm. this game is aggressive, and life is too, right? We have to have yeah. fun, and I want to have fun. So he can hear my whistle, and and I can't sit in the stands, by the way. So I don't sit in the stands. I can't be close to where I have to be on a hill way up because I'm screaming, <laughs> and they can hear my whistle from way back there.
3: wow. Wow. Let me come to mom, and I'm coming back to you, dad. Tell me, mom, about game day um, and, and, and you just being there watching him. How nervous are you?
1: Um, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited, nervous. Um, and I, listen, and he can't hear me, but I do give him the best <laughs> advice while he's running the football, um, <laughs> while I'm filming, and I just, <laughs> run, 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 which, which I think is good. <laughs> I mean. For real, <laughs> that, since was, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, since he was little, um, and when he was smaller, and I would drive him to school, so we would always play, um, we would always play the Eye of the Tiger because that's super fun and dorky um, on the way to every single football game. So now, obviously, I can't play that for him in the locker room or anything um, since it's a bigger feeling. But, yeah, I'm nervous, excited, because I just want him – and it really just boils down to I want him to have a game that he's not regretting anything for, that he's just thrilled about. What's so precious about Christian is that he is very passionate, um, but at the same time, you wouldn't necessarily know. He's not ever going to throw his helmet. He's never going to kick something. He's never – you know, going to he'll celebrate happy but then he's but then he's looking to the next play to get ready for is you know his mind his mind right for the next the next jam, you know, immediately following. So he's grateful for so many things but he's mentally very, you know, stable and prepared, although he his passion runs very deep.
3: Amen. Amen. You all should be proud. I'm coming back to you, Dad, and, and I know we just probably got about 90 seconds and I want to get to Christian with my last question, too. But, Dad, just <laughs> talk to me about the difference between football when you played and, and college football now. Um, what's the glaring difference? Besides social media, what's the glaring difference to you?
0: Well, I mean, I know you said besides social media, but, I mean, it's, it, it's just – That's it. I mean, you, you have the NIL. If I was in I yeah. probably made 50 grand a year so, yeah, I mean seriously and, you know my yeah. dad was the first blackboard dealer in the century in the United States and I was Kansas skater player of the year and I had more rushing yards than Barry Sanders I'm the only person in Kansas history to have even to this day the player of the year in offense and defense so I'm just saying like there's so many differences and now he's one of many right so so the the grouping is, like, who's texting who, who's this. I could get away from my house and not have one phone call. He gets texts and all that stuff. So it, it's so night and day. Um, and then yeah. you got the, port, the portal. And I know you're not, that the, the portal is a big deal because you get offers late, right? So I got offers super early. So he's going to get offers late because of the portal, and that's the biggest difference because people can – why would you not as a coach – to take a kid that's already played college football instead of a high school kid, right? So, anyway, I'll let you guys go from there, but that's the biggest difference.
3: Okay. All right. So, um, Christian, I'm coming to you with this one, um, and I know we're in overtime, but I graduated from the University of Florida, so I'm a Gator, and Duck graduated from West Virginia, so he's a Mountaineer. If those were the only two um, options you had, um for Division One, who are you going? Where are you going Florida or West Virginia?
2: be, be careful Christian. Um, be careful be careful, Christian <laughs> um, okay only, I did just
4: recently drive through West virginia um mm-hmm. and just, I don't know if I could live there for four years um Thank which you. I think yeah people will say that so i don't i mean i'll so I'll say Florida because uh, of the just that.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 Florida, and you you can go to the beach in Florida, you know, what's Virginia. Yep. you just, you just, they just say it's God's country. Duck, are you okay?
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm going to have to talk to mom and dad about their kids. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, you all were awesome to interview and to get to know. Congratulations, Christian, just on classwork, academics, and your performance on the field, we'll be rooting for you too. Mom and Dad, job well done. Job well done. Yeah, Christian. Hey, um Go ahead. Yeah. Thank
0: you for taking the time to uh interview Amen. us and uh, see about our family. Love it.
3: Yeah. Thank Amen. So much. Amen. Awesome, awesome. This will be on iTunes and Spotify tomorrow. Make sure you check it out. Christian Van is it Van or Vaughn? I want to make sure we get that right.
4: Uh, Christian Van.
3: Okay, thank you. All right, Christian, have a great day and a great weekend, and we'll be looking for you, okay? All right. Duck Riley, he said Florida Gators. I just want to let I you know, know that, I know. okay? I'm, I'm sitting up here salty. All right, no problem. <laughs> it's okay, Duck. It's okay. Maybe you will win against Penn State in the opening ball game. No, I don't oh, think so. I, right. don't know now Princess, I don't know now, Princess, because of Spygate. But anyway, you, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> I didn't hear that from you. Shout out to Jason Collins. We're going to get out of the way for She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess. We're running a little bit late. Duck, have a great weekend.
2: Yeah, sorry, Brittany. Sorry. Sorry about that. All right.
3: <laughs> All right. Never had a so good yeah. sports radio. <laughs>